What's up, guys? And welcome to another episode of Top of the List. Um, in this episode, um, we're going to be reviewing the Hitman's Bodyguard and Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Oh, there we go. Yep. Hitman. Hitman's, Hitman's Wife. Of there course, this is uh, your host, RB, along with as well as me, uh, Dom, just the guy in the background. <laughs> he, he does the regular things. Uh, as you could say, this is the Hitman and I'm his bodyguard. Whoa, 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 whoa. We, we <laughs> discussed well before this that it's the other way around, but okay. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> yes, but Hitman's Bodyguard and Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Uh, yes action comedy romance film sort of going multi genres here for both of these films um i i know i had seen the first one of these films in theaters was extremely impressed was so excited when they announced they were doing a sequel counting down the days so it came out to the theaters you dom not so much yeah yeah i mean i i heard that you liked it a lot right and i i thought yeah sure that looks entertaining at at the very most but you know, I, I Ryan hates that I do this, but I look at the Rotten Tomatoes, and if it's not a great score, I usually don't waste my time going to the theater to see it. Um, but you know, Ryan convinced me to watch the first one, and I enjoyed it. And we went and saw the second one, and I enjoyed that one as well. And these are great. Uh, I, I think the best way <laughs> that Ryan hates when I describe them like this too, but they're popcorn movies. There's not much to really think about except just sit back, chew on some popcorn, and have a great time watching. And this is why I love this movie. I yeah. like a quiet place because I couldn't chew on my popcorn. It was too loud. Yeah. So, you know, perfect. It's wonderful. Uh, yes. So let's start with, um, I, I think we'll, we'll just dive on in with our thoughts on both films, starting yes. with The Hitman's Bodyguard, yes. uh, released in 2017. Yes. Uh, like I said, I saw this in theaters. You saw this a week before seeing the second one. Yeah. Uh, film stars Ryan Reynolds, Samuel L. Jackson, Selma Hayek. Great cast for our protagonist. And then Gary Oldman is yeah. our villain. Um, really great cast. Yeah, awesome cast, which is what got me into the door because I knew nothing about this movie. I knew the cast. I thought it was going to be an action movie. I'm not that big into action film. But like I said, it was the multi-genre, the many genres that were covered in this film that made me love this film and overall this film series altogether. So I'm going to come out of the gate and say with this one, the first film I give an eight out of 10. To me, it was a okay. great movie. Awesome performance. I enjoyed the story. Of course, the action was cool. The comedy was cool. The love story was cool. I liked it all. So uh, eight out of 10 off the bat for me for Hitman's Bodyguard. Um, you know, our, our director who is Patrick Hughes um, had a lot to work with with his cast. Yeah. Um, sort of a, a softball pitch here, but I think he hit it out of the park. With it. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right in saying it's a softball pitch because I mean, Ryan Reynolds, Samuel Jackson, that's going to put people in the seats, yeah. sell tickets in its own right. Yes, of course. You know, uh, so... Um, he could have made a you know below average film, but of course, I think this is an above average movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, yeah, that's all I could say really. Okay. Uh, do you want me to give my score now? Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, so my score is going to be a six out of ten. Yeah, okay. I think it's an above average action movie. Is it a good action movie? I don't think so. Okay. I I don't think that it is. Uh, the story is good enough to make it one up there with some of those seven or above action movies. Um, I think Mission Impossible is one of the best action franchises we have going on right now. Definitely not on that level. Um, you know, maybe one day we'll talk about Mission Impossible if Ryan ever gets around to watching them. But uh, the most recent Mission Impossible I thought was like a 10 out of 10. So, um, but anyways, I divert. Um, Hitman's Bodyguard, an above average action movie with some standout, I'd say, two, I think I could think of three really fantastic sequences in this movie that mm-hmm. were great action sequences. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, just the whole movie, I was laughing. That's, it was great. that's the thing. It yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. It's not a perfect action film. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not a big action film yeah. fan. That's why, you know, I'm about to say I have not watched much uh, Mission Impossible. Um, I've seen, I think, Mission Impossible 3. That's probably about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, I think it was because it was an action film. There were explosions and chase scenes and whatnot. But there was also comedy. There were other parts of this movie that makes this movie special to me. Yeah. Um, above average, not because it's a great comedy, because it's a great action film, because it's a great romance film, because it has all three and does relatively well in all three and puts it in together and still makes it an understandable movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like if you go and you and you watch like um, we were talking about this one is kind of comparable to those early James Bond yeah. yes. ones. Some of those are so moronic, you know, and I'm thinking about even, um, you know, we, we both like Die Hard, mm -hmm. right? Um, if, I, I know you've only seen a couple of them, but I've seen most of the Die Hard ones. Right. Like the most recent one they made, I think it was Live Free or Die no, Hard. No, the most recent one, It's a Good Day. It's yeah. a Good Day to Die Hard. Bruce Willis jumps off of a 12-story building and survives. Yeah. That's moronic. No, in this, in this one, these guys, it's believable. You know, I mean, there are certain scenes that are definitely not believable. And how many times you got to go through a windshield and no, oh, but it, still, yeah. that's just for comedic purposes. Right, but course, I mean, and that's the thing: this movie's not taking itself seriously, exactly. and that's what's so great exactly. about it. And um, you know, whereas a movie like Good Day to Die Hard, it, it, it it's taken it's a serious action movie, yet he's surviving getting shot by a missile and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So it's like. So like similar said. to like the new Fast and Furious films of the team. Absolutely. Where they're driving into space. Yeah. Driving into space. And taking it seriously. Not saying this is a comedy. We're going to jump into space you know, with evil and evil. Yeah. Stupid. They're seriously driving into yeah. orbit. Yeah. That, that's stupid. No. This one was a comedy movie. It didn't take itself too seriously. And every time that Samuel Jackson and Ryan Reynolds are just sitting in a car talking to each other, it's gold. It's pure gold. It, it really is. And I think uh, this film has a standout, and this is what generated the, the idea for a sequel, has a standout performance by Salma Hayek. I think she is hilarious in this film. I think audience members wanted more, which is why they prompted the second movie yeah. that centers around her, the hitman's wife, yeah. bodyguard. I like her a lot more in the second one. I agree. <laughs> I agree completely. Yeah, she was but, barely in the first one. Yeah, but <laughs> I thought she was hilarious in her. Memorable, her yes. Yeah. Yes, Memor yes. Very, definitely memorable. Um, so, uh, as far as, uh, positives go, I think that my favorite action sequence is, um, the boat chase. Right. With through Samuel Amsterdam. Jackson, through Amsterdam. Yeah. It's great because, and this is what makes a great action scene, Ryan. It, you know, it's not just a car chase. It's not just a guy running down on a motorcycle. It's not a guy just running it, racing against the clock. It's Samuel Jackson on a boat being chased by three vans, also being pursued by Ryan Reynolds on a motorcycle mm -hmm. all at the same time. It's all going on, and it's a lot of wide shots. You can see them all chasing each other. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And, well um, done in, in a really awesome setting, too, on the on yes. the, the canals of Amsterdam. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it, it was really great. I was very uh, happy to see that because up to that point, I hadn't seen a standout sequence. Okay. I know that you say you like the sequence at the beginning with where he blows up the building. I think you said... I like that sequence, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I mean, stand up out, stand out action sequences in the beginning. I'm thinking more um, of the escape scene when they're closing oh. in on Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds when and they, they get out of the yeah. building. Yeah. yeah, I like that sequence. That's a, a decent one yeah. as well. My my favorite hand to hand combat scene though it comes later in the movie where it's Ryan Reynolds in the hardware store, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, versus yeah. the guy, and it's a lot of like I said, we've talked about this before. No cuts. Yeah, I like absolutely. when they don't cut the camera and they did it. 
and Ryan Reynolds was all game for it. And that was a great scene. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, so yeah. those are my those are my big highlights in this movie. And that's that's all a one cut. It's not just in a hardware store. He's going from that like torture dungeon he's in through that kitchen where yes. he's beating the guys up and dunking, yes. you know, they're putting their faces on the griddle yeah. to into the hardware store. Yeah. yeah that was impressive. Yeah. That was impressive, I will say. Yeah. So yeah, that's what makes it an above action average action movie for me. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the reason why I don't give this one a seven or above. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, and I hate to say this, but it's Gary Oldman. Um, the villain in this one disappointed me. It felt like it was kind of unnecessary. We kept cutting over to Gary Oldman and all these menacing people he's ordering around. I just want to get back to Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson. Okay. What do you see, think about that? I, I disagree, and I think okay. it transitions nicely into the Hitman's wife's body. Okay. I much preferred Gary Oldman's character as a... He was more believable again. Yes. As a, you know, a he's more dic- serious. A dictator from, you know, a former Soviet yeah. nation, um, Belarus, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, who, you know, has committed atrocities against his people. That's mm-hmm. believable. Uh, whereas if we go into the hitman's wife's bodyguard and Antonio Banderas, he's more of a almost a sci-fi esque mm-hmm. villain. You know, or or like you said, an old bond. He wants to drill into the ocean to reach, <laughs> you know, the national. What was it even? It's not even that memorable because it's just, I've seen this before, the giant diamond drill bit. So we can drill through the ocean to to get access to something to completely destroy all of Europe's infrastructure by doing one thing. That was a little cheesy for my taste. But once again, it is a comedy. Um, I just, I much preferred the idea behind Gary Oldman's character because it wasn't him doing anything. It was him standing trial for his atrocities. And then, you know, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds getting his key witness, Samuel L. Jackson, to this uh, to this hearing while yeah. all these assassins are trying to kill him. Yeah. And, um, you know, for both of these villains, we're talking about both of them now. Um, I think they serve as nothing more than just to have a ticking clock in the movie. Yeah, that's fair. And it's a very easy way. I, I'm very disappointed when action movies do this. It's why I'm giving it not as high of a score. Mm-hmm. It's an easy way for a, the writer, screenwriter, or for the director to just add some cheap suspense, right? right? right. You know, there, there's a trial. This is the but, time it's happening. They have to get there before. What? Them. What? I, I, I'm sorry, and I'm, I'm not yes. as well versed in action films as you. But in my head, that's every single action film. There I mean, television some... too. The the one that comes to mind is Jack Bauer, Twenty Four, mm-hmm. where literally the entire episode takes place over twenty four hours, and you're watching the clock tick down. Yeah, yeah, and that's, you know what's part of an action? Some movie. action movies, yeah, do it, and now it's, it's well executed in some, and in others it's not. You know, um, like for I hate I hate to bring up Mission Impossible again. That's an example of a really great ticking clock here at the end. Um, I don't want to spoil it for you, but in the most recent Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible Fallout, there's literally a ticking clock and it is very suspenseful. And I, I, I don't want to spoil it for you. So I can't, if you guys have seen that movie, you know what I mean? That's a well-executed ticking clock. And this one, it just felt like they had to get there before a certain time and it was taking the entire movie. Okay, to do see, so. and I, I thought the, the, at least the ticking clock situation, we're going to call it, was much better, was much better handled in the first one. In the first one. Okay, yes, it, yeah. I really enjoyed it. For the Antonio Banderas one, it's like, why are we delaying drilling? If you're a villain, why do you have to say, oh, I'm going to do it now? You know, why couldn't you just start drilling? I know he needed the... the it's like James Bond, you know, yeah. the, the laser yeah. pointed yeah. at his crotch. I'm going to rip you in half in now, right now. Minutes, yeah. When this clock reaches 12.30 p.m. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, know, I know what you mean. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's kind of my... The villains were, I think, probably the biggest negatives for me. Okay. Um, 
Yeah. Well, because it's not about the villains. It's I not, mean, it's not. We, we were just talking about our Rick and Morty episodes and how sometimes it pulls focus from the main storyline. Yeah. The the villains are really Ryan Reynolds or Samuel L. Jackson's disagreements that hold <laughs> one or both of them from getting to their end goal, their yeah. common goal. Really? Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. And then, you know, and that's what makes an amazing action movie. The one I always bring up on our show, The Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Dude, The Winter Soldier is one of the best action villains of all time. Yep. You know, whenever he appears on screen, you feel that menace. When Gary Oldman's on screen, he's just ordering guys around. You know, it's, you know well, what I mean? Had, to me, they had a great scene to make it more yeah. menacing. They yeah. they have this scene Toward where they're the beginning. Well, they have this scene where they're talking about him, mm-hmm. how he's been poisoned and his face is all oh. before. And it cuts to like a close up on his face and he has like one little scar. Yeah. And I'm like they could have made him really menacing if they like jacked up his face with the makeup and whatnot. Here, here's my thing. Yeah. We're hearing about them. Yeah. When we when we learn about the Winter Soldier and Winter Soldier and we learn why he's being brainwashed, we see him being plugged into a chair and literally electrocuted. Mm-hmm. Like that's we get to see instead of being told what happened. You know, yeah. and that's that's a big gripe I have. But okay. let's go into our scores for the second movie. Uh, so to me, the second movie took a big step up. Okay. Um, I think whereas there were slower points in the first movie, this one was pedal to the metal the whole mm-hmm. time. A lot of the comedic dialogue was happening while action sequences were happening. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I love, like I said, my one gripe with this one is I didn't like Antonio Banderas as mm-hmm, our villain. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought there was even, I thought the comedy hit home even more in this yeah. second film. And I thought there was some even, some, once again, some really cool action sequences. So I'm going to give this one an eight and a half out of 10, just a slight step above, okay. which is, I, I was surprised. I was wow. not expecting more from the second film than from the first, but I liked the second one even more. I'm surprised too. I mean, I didn't necessarily like it more. But I thought it was a continuation of what we saw in the first. Without a doubt. Yeah. And and I, that's why I give it the same score. Six okay. out of ten. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it was very much a continuation. Like I said, I just think even there were either more jokes or they were better placed. You know, yeah. whatever, you know, it was also Patrick Hughes' uh-huh. direction. Whatever he did with the second movie, I felt like I was laughing more in the second movie than I was in the first. And I laughed a lot in the first, too. Yeah, I laughed a lot in the first one, although I do think that in the second one, there was more of a focus on comedy yes. than action. Yes. And I, it's not necessarily a negative in any way. Right. It's just he decided to make it more comedic than the first one. Right. Because that's what I think people went in. People didn't expect that in the first movie. Mm-hmm. And the people that really liked this film mm-hmm. walked away because they liked the comedy. So yes, much. absolutely. Uh, and he doubled down on it. And I like it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot more Selma Hayek in the second film, of course, being called the Hitman's wife bodyguard. She is one of the best parts of this movie. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree with you in that. I also do like Morgan Freeman's character. He wasn't yes. on the screen much, but he plays yes. uh, Michael Bryce, who's Ryan Reynolds' character's stepfather, who's like sort of brought him into this hit, uh, this bodyguarding <laughs> business. Yeah. And uh, I really liked him in this film. I thought he had some really funny, quippy lines. And done, of course, in his classic Morgan Freeman, serious, you know, debonair way. Mm-hmm. And yet he's doing it. And you're still, you know, laughing, even though he's like dead serious about a lot of these things. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, I think that Ryan Reynolds was even funnier in this one than the first yes. one. I think uh, seeing Salma Hayek and Samuel Jackson together on screen right. was amazing. Right, which we <laughs> had to wait to see until the final scene of the first film when they're in the, the bar. Yeah. That, and then we saw them once together in a flashback sequence yeah. in that same bar, the La Cucaracha. Something else that this uh, these films relied on, as you just brought up, Ryan, flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I'm not too hot on, um, I'm okay with flashbacks, but it seems like in the first one, they used them quite a bit. In this one, they used it once or twice, and I was okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, um, I agree. I, I think they used flashbacks at the right point for emotional okay. sequences. I don't think they relied too heavily on it. 
I was fine with the flash. I, I mean, let me rephrase this. I was fine with the flashback that was for purely or for um, not for no. I I wasn't okay with the one that was for a misdirect, like a mislead. If you know what happens with Selma Hayek, you know the one that concerns her, like you know, fake backstory mm -hmm. with Antonio yeah. Banderas. Yeah, didn't feel like I was all too good on that one. But the one with Ryan Reynolds, the flashback about how his mother died and everything, yeah. I thought that was a well executed flashback. Have you seen flashback. the film Overboard? Um, because that's why that was yeah. funny, and it, it was amazing that Ryan Reynolds yeah. said, "Wasn't there a movie that like?" Because if you've seen that movie and you're a fan of uh, Goldie Hawn, and I don't remember if she. Oh, I haven't seen that one. That's but yeah, that's yeah. literally that you know that film and that's a sequence from mm -hmm. it. Um, and that's why it was it was so funny. Yeah, he, you know the irony there. He's like, I think I know this movie from somewhere. Yeah, I think maybe that might have gone over my head. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so. yeah, there was one other character I wanted to talk about that I okay. thought was really good in uh, this one. Uh, it was uh, Bobby O'Neill. Oh, Frank Grillo. He was the the Boston accent. Uh, Boston yes. uh, officer working for Interpol. A surprise for me he, in this one. He was one, yeah. funny, you know, sort of the stereotypical Boston guy, you know, a la uh, Mark Wahlberg in, in <laughs> cop movies. Um, yeah, yeah. I thought he was really funny, though. You know, he uh, has the Scottish translator and he's Connor, um, Sean Connery. Yeah. And, yeah, I thought he was just funny and, you know, classic rough and tumble Boston cop. I really enjoyed his performance. Frank Grillo is the name of the actor. I don't know if he was I've in, seen him in anything else. He was in The Winter Soldier. And Captain America: Civil War. Oh, he was the the, the agent. Yeah, who was the fatal agent who ended up being a Hydra agent, right? He was a Hydra agent, and then at the beginning of Civil War, he's the one that has the bomb strapped to him that Wanda shoots up into the. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. definitely, yeah. No, he was good in this one. I I agree with you there. He did a good job. But yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, should I just say five words or anything else you want to talk about? I mean, no. I think that's it. Um, I like I said, I think you and I liked or liked less this film because of the type of films we like i'm a huge comedy fan that's why i love these films you're more of an action fan and this you know because the comedy somewhat pulled from the action um probably why you gave it a little bit lower of a score but yeah overall for me uh eight and an eight and a half for the hitman's bodyguard and the hitman's wife's bodyguard respectively and for you dom you said both sixes correct? Both, yeah two sixes for me all right yeah. all right well uh, we'll see if there's a third one in the making. I don't. I don't foresee it. I think they tied it up nicely with a with a bow here. Yeah, I don't think they will. I yeah. think this is it, and they'll move on to something else. But um, I hope. I hope these two somehow meet again. You know, Samuel Jackson and Ryan Reynolds, because <laughs> them on screen is cool. Well, let's get the multiverse of madness open and get uh, <laughs> Nick Fury to meet Deadpool. Yeah. Oh my God, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first time I watched this movie was I watched it in that whole lens. So that's oh, who yeah. it was. Because okay. you know, I mean. At that time, 2017, Deadpool 2, I think, had just come out or was coming out soon. And um, and I'm sure, you know, we'd seen Nick Fury in something MCU related. Yeah. yeah. You know, we get, what, two MCU films a year now? Yeah. So yeah. Something like that. Yeah, this so year we're going to have four. Wow. Wow, and, and all of our series, of course, which reminds us, Loki um, will be coming out on Wednesday or Thursday with our review of Loki, the penultimate episode of the show, episode five of this six-part miniseries. Um we just dropped our Rick and Morty uh, season five episode three review, uh, a Rick, a Rick convenient Mort. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be back, you know, bi-weekly with those reviews. And then of course, like we said, summer blockbuster season uh, in the Heights review, probably in the hopper, possibly space jam. And then of course, black widow in a couple of, or actually this upcoming week, correct? Yeah. Black widow, black coming, widow up coming up as well. So we have a lot of great content coming for you guys as well. Dom, you want to tell them where, where they can find us? Yeah, absolutely. If you guys enjoy the video, please don't feel please feel free to give us a like on YouTube if you watch on YouTube. Um, also subscribe, put the subscribe button down below and um, you'll uh, receive notifications and all that for uh, 
more of our videos coming out soon, as well as our podcast. You can find us on Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Just type in the search bar, top of the list with RB and Dom, and you'll find us there. Give us a follow there and um, give us a good review as well if you're on there. Um, so uh, with that said, we'll see you guys on the next episode of Top of the List. Later, guys.